Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1987's Amazon Women on the Moon, starring a lot of people and directed by a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. And we'll also <laughs> discuss um, what movies we've rewatched the most that we know aren't that great. <laughs> but before that, let's get into what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, okay, uh, I watched uh, The White Ribbon by Michael Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. This won the Palme d'Or, I believe, at Cannes in 2009, I think it was. I don't know how I got away from not watching it. I mean, I, I, I guess I was just putting it off and putting it off because I was I was afraid to watch it because I just heard so many things about uh-huh. it. And I finally got got around to seeing it. It's a really disturbing movie, and it's and it's it's a Michael Hanukkah movie, which I'm now really into. Yeah. Um. I've 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 now seen Funny Games. I've seen The White Ribbon. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna see everything he's done, uh, including. The, we talked about Funny Games the previous episode, um, and we said that there was an American remake of it. It turns out the American remake was filmed by Michael Hanukkah with an really? American cast. Yeah. And it was a shot-for-shot wow. shot thing. He just, it was like Gus we, Van Sant's We Sant did talk Psycho. about that on the remake episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check that out. It's got Naomi Watts and Michael Pitt in it. Sounds good. Yes. Sounds yes. really good. Michael Pitt plays the psychotic guy in, in Funny Games. I can see him doing really well oh, with yeah. that. He's, 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 he's awesome. He's great. Man. Um, but the White Ribbon is a black and white movie um, that takes place in 1913 in a small village in Germany. You know, um, a bunch of weird things start happening, and uh, like like accidents are befalling villagers. And it's a really it's a scary movie just because like there there's so much messed up stuff going on, and no one is getting their comeuppance. And it's a Michael Hanukkah movie, so he's just showing you these things and asking you to come along with him. And right. I'm gonna show you these things and. Can you handle it? Because this is real life, um, and there might not be a lot of you know, uh, uh, you know, easy answers for you, and it's not going to be wrapped up nicely in the end. Right. Um, but you know, sit, come with us, and and we'll show you real life. Yeah. You know, that's great. See, let me know what you think. Yes, that's right. I wonder if he gets a lot of uh, hate mail or uh, love I mail. I can't imagine he doesn't. I, I'm sure there's been plenty of people who have come after him and and, and thinks that he's just the devil. I took my child you know? to see this. Right. How dare that's you? Right, exactly. well, how dare you take your child? <laughs> if you take to your see child one of my movies. To see See a Michael Hanukkah movie. Um, yeah, you, shame on you. Yeah, you 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 should have that that child ripped from your clutches because that's that's not right. We're calling child services. Yes, you, yes, <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> I um, first off, I want to apologize if I sound a little tired this episode. I've done a a, a big marathon this weekend trying to catch up on Oscar <laughs> movies. Uh huh. But um, I watched The Hurt Locker for the first time. I think they're taking it off Netflix, so I wanted to watch it. Yes. And never, I've never seen it, so it's got Jeremy Renner in it and uh, Anthony Mackie, and a few other people are mixed mm-hmm. in there. Right. And Catherine Bigelow directed, which we've talked about before. She did Point Break and when we discussed the remake and all that right. stuff. But uh, <laughs> this movie's about um, a, guy, a bomb squad in a, uh, Baghdad, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I almost said Afghanistan, but right. it's, 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 it's in, in Baghdad. Iraq, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Jeremy Renner is the kind of leader guy of it, and he's kind of this hot shit, kind of reckless guy mm-hmm. who has defused over 800 bombs, and he yes. hasn't died, and it's like what he loves to do, and he doesn't listen to people. He just does it because he's got to get his fix or something like right. that. Uh, it, it's kind of an intense movie, and it's shot very well. Uh, looks good, mm-hmm. but Jeremy Renner, I hated him so much in this movie. <laughs> I didn't want to even look at him. Yeah. But a great performance from him. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, you can see why I won, you know, Best Picture and all this stuff, but um, I don't know. I don't know. The movie's fantastic. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I mean, um, it's it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's did you have like issues with it or, or is it? No, Jeremy Renner just rubbed me the wrong way. It's his I character was. I, was I guess too much I, for you. the character was too much. I was okay. like, man, I don't. I just watched like five other movies, so <laughs> I was like, I, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, and you don't I don't know if I, I should right just now. watch like Anchorman right now. <laughs> That's what I needed to do, you know. So, but yeah. the Hurt Locker is a good movie. Yeah, okay, good. if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Yes. <laughs> so now let's get into a, a movie I probably should have watched. One we've <laughs> our topic is movies we've rewatched plenty of times, but we know they're pretty much shit yes <laughs> <So>. yes <laughs> dave why don't you lead us here i've only written down one movie here okay i could have thought of more but i just haven't yeah i mean I, I couldn't think of a whole bunch i mean i know i know that that if i if i had a photographic memory that there probably are a hundred movies that are like this right that you've seen a million times and you know they're not good but you just keep keep after it yeah um the the one the first one that came to mind for me was uh was face off oh yeah 
Um, yeah, Ooh. man, Face Off is a garbage movie. Okay, there, there's yeah. nothing good about it. It's uh, John Travolta, and Nicolas Cage. Woo! Um, one's a bad guy, one's a good guy. Right. And in order to catch the bad guy, they have to trade faces. It. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. I, I, they they could have fixed everything <laughs> of the suspension of disbelief by just setting it in the future and saying we're gonna take consciences, your consciousness, that conscious, souls, yeah, yeah, whatever, how, whatever the plural of consciousness is, um, and 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 take that and sit and you know like transfer in between the two. That I would believe, mm-hmm. and that maybe would would uh, like you know justify uh, so many rewatches but uh-huh. i was i was 18 years old and an idiot and and just watching it and you know kept <laughs> renting it and renting it and just seeing it over and over again thinking it was so good and I, god only knows how many times i sat through that movie yeah i've seen it several times myself yeah but yeah. this is one of those movies it's like you got to kind of see it to believe it oh you it's do like, yeah it's one of those, you know, bad movies uh-huh. that you kind of just need to watch one time. I would put it on that list. Oh yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would recommend everyone see it if they haven't because it, <laughs> it's a wild damn ride. But I mean, I mean, you, you are gonna come away just the warning, thinking, thinking just how, uh, like submental the, the, this mm-hmm. stuff is, and the yep. performances in this movie. I mean, you, you get to see Travolta doing a Cage impersonation uh, and Cage doing a Travolta impersonation. And in those moments when they're when they're actually just impersonating the other actor, it's kind of good. Yeah. But when they're when they're not doing that, apart from the other stuff, and they're just like, I mean, when Travolta is doing his his high power, his like high energy villain thing, uh-huh. it is just really hard to to watch. I mean, you're averting your eyes so much because he's he's just a big. A big fucking Christmas ham, all, all in, in in every scene, you know, and it's yeah. just it's bad. Yeah, but yeah, that face off, <laughs> face off. <laughs> my my movie is A Night at the Roxbury. Oh, okay. Uh, based right. on the Saturday Night Live sketch uh-huh. with Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell. This is before Will Ferrell was huge. Oh yeah. For those who don't know, which I hope you all do, it's the <laughs> What is Love. Baby, don't hurt me. (laughs) And they're banging their heads Uh to the side, and they're in these sparkly purple and sparkly blue suits Mm -hmm. at the club trying to pick up chicks, and they're just the biggest losers ever. (laughs) This is a movie based on that sketch. (laughs) And I looked it up, and I think it has like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think Roger Ebert gave it a 0.5 star. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I spent the summer after high school (laughs) watching this movie every single night. With my friends. We'd walk to the gas station, get, get a big fucking Mountain Dew, a Biz Fizz Miz Diz, as we called it, and we'd go watch Not at the Roxbury. I do not know why we did this, but that whole summer was just filled with Not at the Roxbury. Dude, this was your your, your 2003, huh? Man, yeah. definitely. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I, I, I dude, I, I, I get it because it, it's... And and I mean that that's the thing too of like of like having it be part of your day. It's just a thing that you you right. knew going like when you woke up that day you were going to watch Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, at some point during that day. Exactly. It's so crazy. My friend Steve didn't leave my house for a week <laughs> because I, mean, I, I don't think he had to work or anything. Right. He was just there, and we watched Night at the Roxbury. That's that's it's so messed up because it's so unlike your life today. It's just the dumbest movie. I know. I mean, if I watched it now, I'd probably be like, "This is." pathetically you, bad you, you would not make it through night at the roxbury today Whew. i mean it, it would be really tough yeah so yeah, yeah. The, night at the roxbury everybody <laughs> watch the sketch on youtube with jim carrey though that is very good i would recommend the jim carrey sketch i would also recommend the one with tom hanks yeah uh, they're, they're, they're equally good <laughs> yeah very good <laughs> yeah um the other ones another one for me uh was um, I, I I had told you at one point I had seen the movie in the theater at least six times was Basic Instinct. Yes. Um, and then I saw it on video. God only knows how many times. And uh, I I watched the unrated director's cut. You know, there's an unrated cut. There is. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's Paul Verhoeven's True Vision. You know, wow. of, of what he really wanted. Um, it's only about eight minutes longer. And um, but there's eight more vaginas. There is. <laughs> Where, where like, where, where she like cuts him up, you know, with the yeah. ice pick. Like, in in the original version, like you just see her bringing the bringing the ice pick down, and then there's blood splattering everywhere, and then it cuts yeah. to like the to yeah. the aftermath of it. In this one, the ice pick keeps coming down for about thirty more seconds, and then there's this 
aftermath where she is like straddled like like a in a cowgirl on top of the, the victim, in a sexual position in a sexual position yeah. and she's just like spent there's blood all over her boobs yeah and and like she's got the ice pick there and like his eye is like hanging off of his head and everything <laughs> oh god and, and, and you're sitting there going like because you know you just inserted the um the the director's cut this is gonna be the best movie i've ever seen oh my god look at look at what they're doing already and it's not it's still basic instinct it's still the same exact movie yes. okay <laughs> But there's something about it. I mean, like, it's just the Paul Verhoeven I thing. Mean, like, you know, you, you, you're, you're, it's, it's, and I, I keep saying Verhoeven. It's really, this is a Joe Esterhaas movie more than I think Paul. Paul really? Verhoeven. How yeah. is he involved? He's the screenwriter. Oh, okay. Um, he wrote uh, Showgirls and uh, Basic Instinct. This is a man who is very afraid of women. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, he, he's, and he also wrote, um, I believe, the, the, the Scarlet Letter, the, the, the Demi okay. Moore thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just just has no it, whatever. But it's Joe Esterhaus. But I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's not a good movie, and and I and it's two and a half hours, and I sat through it. I mean, who who knows how many times? Everyone should see that movie. Oh, I agree. I yeah. think so. Everyone, it, it's a it's a. It's I think I think see. it's something we should do an episode on one of these days. Perfect. Because we always talk on. about it, you know, yeah. not on the air, but we always yeah. mention it to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, something we should do. I would, I agree. <laughs> I, I'd be fine with that. All right, we should do some <laughs> cleanup episodes, maybe. <laughs> All right. I thought of another one I watched a lot of. It was okay. well, you mentioned <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so you mentioned um, Face Off. Yeah. Uh, another John Travolta movie from the same time period was Broken Arrow with Christian <sighs> Slater really? and Samantha Mathis. Yes. This movie is John Travolta's trying to steal a nuclear warhead or something like that, and Christian <laughs> Slater has to stop him or something like that. That's the exact plot. And. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that's it. <laughs> it's also directed by John Woo. That's right. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, this was the, their their second team. Their yep. their first of their two teams. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I've seen this movie too many times. That's all you need to know. <laughs> my grandma had it on VHS. Your grandma had it. On VHS. <laughs> she also had Face Off, man. Holy shit. And Snake Eyes. <laughs> and Sister Act Two. She had Lesser De Palma, Lesser <laughs> yes. John Woo, and Lesser whatever do what Sister Act Two. I don't have no idea. I forget who did that, and I think so did everyone else actually. <laughs> yes. But you get to see Maggie Smith doing hip hop church music. So, I mean, <laughs> actually, is she in? She's in that one. Yep. I didn't see Sister Act two. Okay, you yeah. don't need to. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know Lauren Hill was in it though. She was really good in that. Was she? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Frank. Hey. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I, his name. I, okay. The white guy that raps in the class oh. and gets yelled at by the black guy. I see. It's. It's not a good movie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, I mean, I, I know that when we were when we were kids, we, we watched me, me and my brother and sister. We watched Three Amigos a bunch of times. Oh I mean, yeah, I did know, too. It was, yeah, it was, it's a it's probably better than the other movies we've mentioned. Oh yes, you have a plethora. I, I had the whole exchange memorized <laughs> yep. between El Guapo and Jefe with the plethora of pinatas. Yeah, it, what it's, does infamous mean? Infamous. The infamous he's so El Guapo. famous <laughs> that he's infamous. <laughs> Okay, Three Amigos is a pretty good movie. It's yeah. better than any of the <laughs> yes, other ones we exactly, mentioned here. Totally right. Yeah. But uh, okay, let's <laughs> let's leave it here. Yes. <laughs> and we'll take a break, and we'll come back and do Amazon Women on the Moon. To dudes on movies uh before we get into things just a small disclaimer folks if you heard a loud bang before the break that was dave hitting his head on the microphone because he was laughing too hard the stupid hat brim man i can't oh, you know that indian's hat man i know i know just 
I'm, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm not even going to make a baseball joke. Uh, okay, okay, fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. good, uh, good hat. It's on the baseball podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Anyways. So now we're going to do um, 1987's Amazon Women on the Moon. Tons of actors in it, but uh, mainly helmed by uh, John Landis. Mm -hmm. So Dave, why don't you give a synopsis on this? Okay. Um, yeah, you mentioned it was helmed by John Landis. He, he had done sketch films like this before. Um, and this is another sketch movie that features a series of like five to ten minute uh, vignettes, uh, mostly that, that parody the experience of like channel surfing while also <clears> watching <throat> a B-movie from the 50s. Right. Um, and the title comes from the film within the film, which is itself a spoof of low-budget 1950s sci-fi movies. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you get to see like parts of the finished film throughout as, as the... the the unseen character switches channels and goes through between the, the, the sketches. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the reason we're doing this movie, I guess, is cause you've seen it a bunch of times. Yes. That's why we did the topic earlier. That was where right? our topic came from. Right. Yep. Um, I saw this movie when I was uh, 11 years old on, at, at my friend's house. Um, we were, his older brother had, was having a birthday and my friend got to invite me to like not feel left out of his friends, yeah. of, his, of his older brother's right. friends. And we were all staying overnight at the house. And, and I, uh, I just like my whole life, I've always fallen asleep last at these kinds of parties. Yep. And so I was up and I rewatched Amazon women on the moon after we had all watched it together. And so I saw it again and, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it just, <laughs> I, I kept watching it and watching it and I got my, got a, I got my hands on a VHS copy of it when I was about 17. Right. I just kept watching it again and. You know, it's, it's, I've seen it a million times. I could see at, at a birthday party like that, yeah. 11, 12, 13, like sure. this is a big hit for oh, sure, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially, man. this isn't the TV version, right? Right. This is, okay. This was the real this one. This is the yeah. real tape. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This was rented from Arizona Family Home Video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what we're going to do is kind of break our traditional format uh, because there's so many different sketches on this we're mm -hmm. just going to go kind of in order and talk yep. about each one individually right and you know along the way maybe we'll talk about the thing as a whole but at the end we'll definitely wrap it up mm -hmm. in a nice uh tidy bow yep that's right so what's the first one dave okay the first one was uh, it's called mondo condo um it was directed by john landis <laughs> <laughs> and uh it features arsenio hall and he is uh, uh just a, a guy coming home from work and nothing is going right for him in his apartment yep yep um he walks in his beer explodes on him. Yes. Uh, his tie gets caught in the garbage disposal. Uh -huh. His VCR electrocutes him. I mean, just everything's <laughs> going wrong. It, it's like a five-minute sketch. It know? is. And throughout it, um, like the first when he first walks into his apartment, um, the, the the phone rings and there's a, a someone asking for Thelma. He, he politely says that Thelma <laughs> right. doesn't live here. Yeah. And then he hangs up the phone. And then it happens about three more times throughout the sketch where where someone calls and asking for Thelma, and he's getting increasingly <laughs> agitated as because right. he, stuff in his apartment is falling apart. Yep. Until he's you know like uh, you know man ain't no fucking Thelma living here man you know it's it's that there's great. a pause and then well fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh man, I had um, I pulled up some trivia and stuff on IMDb for this because uh -huh. I figured we're gonna just go through this movie in a yeah. way we usually don't. So I'll have these little tidbits I can bring up and like in this vignette here, there's a. Uh, his tie gets stuck in the garbage disposal. Yeah. But apparently, like, there's different ties on him throughout different cuts and different <laughs> takes, I guess. And it's it shredded up in different ways. And I, I think it's intentionally done to add to the humor, uh, just to make it look bad. Really? Yeah. Intentional bad tie continuity? I think it's intentionally bad. Wow. It might not be. Okay. But uh, it could be. Knowing John Landis, it might be It might be intentional. Right. I mean, he, he's got that sense of humor. Um, it's true. Yeah. And and the sketch itself, I mean, it's 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 pretty cheap looking, you know. Uh, That's the, true. The apartment looks like a. a it looks set. like Seinfeld. It does. Yes. You know? <laughs> right. Seinfeld's apartment. It looks like the 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 Jerry's apartment in the Jerry pilot in Seinfeld. Oh yeah. It looks like that. Almost <laughs> with the same color scheme. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's drinking a beer called a beer. Yeah, just I love a, that. Yeah, it's I a white too. label yeah, beer. White beer. <laughs> I think it's the same font as like Pepsi Free. I think there was, was actually a beer like that though, wasn't there? I, Not at this time, but oh, I think yeah, yeah. in in the past there was in, just a plain yeah. beer. Beer, right? Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the sketch is very cartoonish, but for some reason, I, I, one thing that I really loved about it um, was the moment. For some reason, I liked when Arsenio dropped to his knees in front of his television to like look for a video to watch. I just I just really liked that. I remember always liking it's that. It's such a normal thing. It is. You know? Yeah. You get down, you look through your collection. Sure. And he finds one. Yep. I'm, I'm sure the labels on there ha had, like, jokes inside them, exactly. you know? Oh, yeah, probably but so. But I yeah. didn't get anything. No. 
This reminded me of in The Naked Gun at the mm-hmm. beginning when O.J. Simpson's on the boat yeah, and uh, all the yeah. gangsters are shooting him. Yeah. And then he falls into a, a birthday cake on the table and then he steps in a bear trap <laughs> yes, and then yes. the window closes on sure, his hand. Sure, like, right, exactly. This is exactly what that is. This is a classic, like, like, like it probably goes back to the silent era. They've probably done this. Oh, yeah. This, 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 this is a vaudeville you know? routine. Totally. Absolutely. Definitely. Right. Um, I found it humorous. I did too. Uh, I thought it was a good piece. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right, then uh, what's the next one? The next one was uh, Pet House Video with uh, <laughs> Monique Gabrielle, directed by Carl Gottlieb. Um, <laughs> this is one of the flimsiest excuses to show this much skin that I've ever seen. It really is. Uh, yeah, it's... um, And when I was a kid, of course, it led to personal discovery. But, <laughs> but you know... <laughs> But, uh, you know, as an adult, I can see how exploitative it is. Yeah. You know? I thought it was kind of cheap. And <laughs> it wasn't funny. No. Um, until the very end, when she starts going to, like, the museum, and she's trying to be all cultured, but she's completely <laughs> nude. Yes, yes. And it's accompanied by this, like, voiceover monologue, uh-huh. um, because she's the pet house Playmate of yes. the month or something. Plaything. Plaything. Yeah. Pet house plaything. Pet of house plaything. <laughs> and then it, she's like in church. Yes, naked, in church. And the voiceover says something like, "And I thank God every day for giving uh, me the strength yes. to become the pet house plaything <laughs> of the month." That's it. Is just I know. It's so cheap and dumb, but that that last little gag got me good. Yeah. I was like, "That is really funny." The the, the church thing where yeah, yeah that God gives her the strength to be the oh, pet house plaything. Wow, that's really God. damn it! I know, but um, yeah, it's not that great, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the weaker sketches, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but. Uh, I, I would argue that the next sketch is actually a lot weaker than it, it even. Um, yes, yes. Murray in Videoland. It was directed by Robert K. Weiss and had Lou Jacoby and uh, Erica Yan. They're overacting throughout the whole thing. Exactly. And, you know, it's just not a very humorous idea even. The story isn't that funny. It, they're, they're the old bickering Jewish couple. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. And he gets zapped into the TV. Right. And uh, his wife has to try to get him out she mm-hmm. has the remote and she yes. keeps changing the channel on him and he's going inside different things like the weather report yeah he goes into the huey lewis in the news video <laughs> which uh, i laughed at actually th- myself this is bit. it or yeah. if this is it yeah. i love that song Please by the way i'm a sucker for huey lewis <laughs> it in the was news, good man. yeah <laughs> i think he says now i'm in a rock video yeah now i'm in a rock oh, and roll that's hilarious that you, said, just yeah, said that you just said rock and roll right oh selma uh, that's what he yells yeah he keeps yelling selma i think he's in a dodger game like he's he's actually on the field and he's getting he is yeah and then he's in king kong they have the the hand grabs him yes which i thought that was kind of clever and okay but um still stupid yeah yeah then he's later he shows up in amazon women on the moon uh that's that yeah because that's that's a series of sketches because we're like watching that movie but then we're flipping channels and come back to it yeah so at one point he's like behind a rock like hey where am (laughs) i that's right yeah he and, and I they think do that those, a lot, and I think those bits are okay. Like, like when, when they when they pepper him in throughout the rest of the movie, I they think do that okay. with a few things, like the Don Simmons guy. Oh yeah, like yeah, is yeah. around. But this one was maybe my least favorite one in the I whole thing. I would agree. I have it written down. Actually, it's my least favorite bit. In the <clears throat> yeah, definitely. The, the next one was one of my favorite bits uh, myself personally. It was called Hospital. It was with Peter Horton, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Griffin Dunn. It was directed by John Landis, and in this one. There's a, a, a couple who have just had a baby and they are wanting to, to ha- see the baby, but like the doctor keeps like stalling and, and not bringing them the baby. Right, um, right. The doctor is played by Griffin Dunn and then Peter Horton and Michelle Pfeiffer play the couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I love R- Griffin Dunn. I've, I've always loved him. Yeah. He's so funny. He's to pretty me. good. He's great. If you, if you want to see a movie with him, uh, Rob, Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Um, he's the Haven't star of that. Him. Okay. Oh, it's, it's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but he's really funny in this. <laughs> you know? I guess he's lost the baby. Yes. So he's like stalling yes, and like yes. trying to trick the couple he is. into thinking, um, well, you, uh, Mr. Potato Head is the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest. He's got a Mr. Potato Head in a towel. Guy, that's a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> they look just like babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And when he says, like, when Peter Horton's like, uh, Doctor, we want to spend a little quality time with our son. He, mm-hmm. he gets this most sarcastic thing. A little quality time with your son. Oh, that'd be beautiful. And he, like, walks out and he's sort of strutting out of the... It's it's really uh, good. Then he comes back. This is my favorite part of the sketch. Um, he comes back with his arm oh, yeah. kind of 
bundled with his other arm to look like he's holding a baby. Sure. And um, his hand has it set up so his thumb's the mouth and has lipstick on it. It's a a hand puppet with lipstick on it. Yes. And he's like making it cry like a baby. Uh Yeah. You know, they're not fold. Oh, right. And he's like, it is your baby. Look, you want breastfeed? Oh, <laughs> God. I know. He puts them to my sofa. He's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think they find the baby, don't yeah, they? Uh, another, nurse brings uh, it nurse in. Nurse brings it in and says, here's the baby. He was he was in the laundry chute down the hall. And, and he's like, you know, oh, see, <laughs> see, your little brat was 20 minutes away. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Getting on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this reminded me of another Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh-huh. Um I think Will Ferrell's in it. It's on the best of Will Ferrell, actually. Okay. He's a doctor who loses the baby. Okay. And uh, I forget who it is, but it's the husband and wife there. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, what? What? You lost a baby? And he's like trying to make excuses. <laughs> and uh, he brings in Tim Meadows, who plays Dr. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and it's for no reason. Yes. He just walks in. He's like, hello, I'm Dr. Poop. <laughs> We've lost your child. Oh, That'll be $800,000, please. <laughs> And then he leaves. No. It's the exact same sketch. Okay. Right. It's different, but it's the sure. same tone. Right. You know, ridiculous. Right. And then the father's like, well, we'll let you off this one time, doctor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, in this one, I, I will say that, like, Michelle Pfeiffer and Peter Horton are perfectly cast as yes. a, like, yuppie couple. Very good. I mean, the, the, it's like Peter Horton... He he's he looks like an '80s dream boat, you know, like like of that like those guys, you know. The beard. Oh man, Ooh. yeah, he he looks like a volleyball game. He has a game. separate comb for oh, that beard. Oh man, dude, he, he looks, looks like a volleyball game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and those glasses. Yes. It's such a oh, it's a, it, and he has fashionably long hair. Mm-hmm. It's a oh, he's look he looks real good, and uh, yeah, it's it, and it's a good sketch. Okay. All right, next uh, one. Next one was uh, hair looming. Uh, it's a commercial. <laughs> Joey Pantaleano. That's right, Joe Pantaleano. <laughs> Joey Pants Joey is Pants in this. himself. Uh, it was directed by Joe Dante. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, I mean, which is, yeah, and you can definitely tell the quality there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's just a commercial. It's a very short sketch of, like, uh, Joey Pants is this guy who's, um, like, selling uh, hair looming. Hair, hair looming, it's called. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's like. It's drugs. It's, it, it's, it's a carpet sample <laughs> stapled to your head and uh, and it's supposed to be like a wig and it's supposed to really fool everything you know he's saying you know that that he's like it, it's like the hair club for men except right. it's really bad like actual actual like shag it's carpet real carpet right. stapled to your head right and that's the whole thing and, and it's it's i'm sorry i it's cheap laughs and i thought it was well, hilarious it's it, it perfectly mocks those late night commercials oh, yeah. you see yeah uh, like Hans Wyman, it, you know, it's exactly yes, that. It's Hans Wyman. One eight hundred get hair. One eight hundred get hair. Yes, yes, that's the best, dude. And it's Joey Pants. I know, and, and he's great. You know, he's got like a good he, voice. And going. he looks so young. Oh man, I think they filmed yeah. this in '85. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, that yep. would explain it. Yeah, he would have been a fresh yearling colt in 1985. Yes. Yeah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um. And then after that, uh, when when his segment ends, then we get our first taste of Amazon Women on the Moon. Right, right. We finally find the channel we want to watch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then they they tell us no more commercial interruptions. And the, 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 this movie within the movie, it's like we said, it's a it's a, it's a spoof of uh, like fifty sci fi, and it has Steve Forrest, right. Joey Travolta, Sybil Danning, and Lana Clarkson. It's directed by Robert Weiss. Um, now, St- Steve Forrest is a cool dude. Uh, you know, he he's. He 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 won an undeserved Razzie for Mommy Dearest. Is he the the captain? He's the captain yeah, of the ship. Yeah. yeah, he's a perfect like square jawed action hero. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and and in Mommy Dearest, he he's actually one of the good parts of that movie. So I don't know why he won a Razzie but, for. I it, haven't which, seen that one. Oh well, I mean, is it should I see it or is it missable? It's missable. Okay, yeah, definitely. all right, I'm good. Um, but yeah. <laughs> And you can tell how smart he is because he seems to know why he's cast in this in this role. He's really exactly. playing it very well. And exactly. It's um he looks just like one of the heroes of the fifties, and he's okay with that. You mm-hmm. know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always liked Sybil Danning. Uh, she's just she's just a cool person. Was she the 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 queen she's on the, the moon? Queen. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Reform School Girls is also an awesome ride. You should see that. Uh, <laughs> okay. And if you want to like just enjoy a couple things here pieces, more pieces of trivia about joey travolta um you know just look him up his his appearances on american bandstand <laughs> oh it's 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 really good shit uh, <laughs> yeah you said this is a, a takeoff of you know 50s cheese yes. mm-hmm. b-movie sci-fi right and i mentioned 
a few episodes ago, maybe a month or two ago now, but I watched Queen of Blood, which mm. had Dennis Hopper yes, and uh, yes. John Houston, I think, sure. was in it. Yeah. And you're talking square jaws, man. This oh, my is, God, yeah. This take on that is such... It's spot on. Yeah. This yeah. this movie is the movie I watched, essentially. <laughs> right. It's not, but it, it's, it's actually based on the movie Catwomen of the Moon. Yeah. Uh, from 1953. Yeah. Uh, so they changed the Amazon women on the moon. And some more <laughs> trivia I got here is like, as we keep flipping channels and coming back to the movie, it keeps saying, we now return to Amazon Women of the Moon from 1952 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And every time you do that, they change the year on you. They did. They changed. I never yeah. noticed that. They really. changed the year on you and they changed the title slightly. They, they changed the on to of. Really? Yeah. Like when they come back. Holy uh, crap. Yeah. Pretty pretty clever right that is, there yeah that's good and that's something you catch on multiple viewings i'm surprised you never even noticed i don't I, I can't believe i never noticed it either yeah that's wow i thought i knew everything about this <laughs> too movie, busy but... watching face off dave <laughs> and pet house video <laughs> and pet house video. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh crap <laughs> but if you've seen a movie like this a b-movie sci-fi from the 50s um uh -huh. you, th this is exactly that oh yeah man. yeah yeah, this is this has everything that you ever wanted in a, in a cheap, 50s, you know. Cheap spaceship. Yeah. Um, there's mm -hmm. like one lever that oh, they yeah. flip to do everything. Right. And <laughs> right. They contact Earth and the president is talking about all 48 states. Yes. And, you yeah. know, the, the one guy's talking about the Brooklyn Dodgers. And, yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> being pretty good in the back of a Studebaker. Oh, my you know? God. I know. <laughs> it's great. And that's Joey Travolta, by the oh, way. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And that it's great because these sci-fi movies try to predict the future. Yeah. You know, it's the year 1980. 80. 1980. Yes. This, the movie we're watching came out in 1987. Right. So they're making a spoof, you know, like, the, you look now, uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, was supposed to happen in, like, 96 or something, you know? It's like so incredible. You think about the future, like, back then, like... Yeah. The take they have on the future is just hilarious, and it's making a mockery of that, which is yeah, great. Of, of futurology. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. But the whole thing of, like, we're going to be wearing space suits, and, you know, like, cause right. the president is in a space suit in his address. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they got a little monkey with them yes, for he's, no reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joey Travolta's got a monkey on his on his back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In a suit. In a space suit, in, a, in an astronaut suit. It's pretty good. It's 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 one of the richest things in the movie, is is these segments of, of, the, of Amazon yeah. Women on the Moon. I kind of would have liked this. Well, you do see a lot more of it yeah. in the movie but it would have been cool to see like a whole thing of this actually like do they, yeah. have they made a movie like this um, I'm sure they've made one yeah. a total spoof of this kind of genre from yeah the 50s. I'm sure they have right but it is nice because you flip away and come back to it and you kind of just pick up in the middle of yeah. what's happening. Yes. So they don't have to explain anything. You just get into you this know, ridiculous exactly. situation, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you can fill in the blanks of, of what you've left out. I right. Mean, at one point, the, the one dude, Blackie, he's like the third guy. Uh -huh. He's just gone. Yeah. And it's after like like they've made the discovery that, that the that the moon is um like populated by these Amazon women, the titular Amazon right. women. Right. And, and he's like, uh, I'm going to, you know, queen that, that you had no right to, to, to kill Blackie. Right. And it's like, you don't have no idea what happened to him, but you have an idea he right. probably mouthed off yep. and you know and he got what was coming to him so <laughs> yep and, and all these movies back then well not all of them but a lot of them like the women from outer space were there to be sexualized oh they were and gone. uh sure right the men had to succumb to them because yes. you know they're superior to sure. the men sure. of earth mm -hmm. and uh ultimately in the end the men can uh they 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 win i guess <laughs> I don't know, 1950s mentality, you yes. know? And there's, there's a brilliant moment at the in the last segment of the movie mm -hmm. of, of Amazon Women on the Moon where the president like is is talking to to Steve Forrest uh -huh. and he's like, he's like, yo, you men, uh, you, you seem to have things well in hand. And, and Steve Forrest looks at the camera and goes, I'll say. And then he just, <laughs> he's like holding Sybil Danning at the time. Right. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this this is an awesome part of the movie. It's, yeah, I think this, it this film within the film. It is probably my favorite thing about it. Oh yeah, it's cool. Uh, just seeing jumping into it at random moments, yes. which is which is good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the next thing we see after the first segment of Amazon Woman on the Moon is is the commercial for uh, Blacks Without Soul. Oh my God. Um, which is <laughs> I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a PSA. <laughs> With B.B. King talking about, like, how every seven minutes in this country, a black person is born without soul. And, you know, it's directed by John Landis. It's pretty tasteless. And it's a little... Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's not without... I mean, like, he, here, here's what's good about it for me. Okay. 
Um, David Allen Greer is absolutely awesome in his part of it. He's um, good. As Don No Soul Simmons. I was kind of put off by him. Were you? Well, I don't know what it is, but okay. doing the whole black guy that acts white routine kind of doesn't do it for me at all anymore. I, I, okay. I, I hate it now. Okay, that, that's fair. Yeah. I, 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 would, I understand. I mean, it, but it's, in 87, it's... I, I think it's probably pretty funny. It, it, back then it sure was mm-hmm. and it, it might be hacky today mm-hmm. but but all i know is i was sitting on my couch in 2016 still laughing at dag's uh you know rendition <laughs> yeah. of tie a yellow ribbon i still yeah. thought it was funny mm-hmm. I, I i i couldn't help it you know okay and i, I laughed also at, <laughs> i did at think the... it was funny though but okay, I, right. I was a little uncomfortable okay yeah. that, that's fine that's mm-hmm. fine we're, we're in a more progressive era now yeah um, I, I, st- I also laughed at the, at the, at the, the guy who's dressed like a pimp and driving, oh, a yeah, Volvo, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a quote on that. Okay. I, like I said, I've got these here. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of them. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> this is good. The pimp says safety and good mileage are the two things I looked for in a new car. That's why I bought a Volvo station wagon. <laughs> And he's got this this real like a Keith David voice. Yes, it's really like this it's amazing really proper. Timber. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, it's great. It's and like iambic pentameter. It is. Oh my he's god, speaking yeah. in. Yeah, he's got this this great. It's, it's not a pimp voice. language. It's not. No, no. Um, an English pimp, perhaps. <laughs> yes, it's a very proper Brahmin pimp. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 next sketch, which was directed by Peter Horton, uh, okay. from the hospital sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of my favorites, personal favorites, Two IDs um, yeah. with Steve Gutenberg and Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. Um, this this thing is so 80s. It's totally 80s. And I love every second of it. Yeah, you I know, thought this was very, very good. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. I mean, I, I hope you like sushi. You know? <laughs> it's supposed to be terrific. You know, terrific. You imagine yep. like saying terrific to a date? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's and very it, 80s. It's basically he comes to pick her up on a blind date mm-hmm. and... Uh, she wants to run his ID through the uh, couple compatibility check. Yeah. I forget what it's called. But yeah. It's basically like a fax machine. Uh, and she runs his credit card and his ID. And it gives her all the facts about his past dating life, I yes. guess. And uh, she finds out that what he's saying is all bullshit. Because he says it to every woman. <laughs> and, you know? Uh, you know, and actually, she doesn't end up going out with him right. after she humiliates him a little bit uh-huh. with this information. Yes. And, and the... You know, the gag at the end is he calls this woman he just met the other week to try to salvage his date night. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, yeah, come pick me up. But could you bring an ID and a major credit card? And he, you know, hangs up the phone. He's, he's <laughs> you perfect know. in that moment at the fo- in the phone booth. Because he he's, is. He's, he's got, like, that great Gutenberg grin I, going. And it just starts I to I love fade. that Gutenberg. I do, too. I, I love his persona for me some too. reason. I love Steve Gutenberg. I can't help it. I've always loved him. <laughs> he's so genuine and, and like... And so real in everything he does. And he's like always the same kind of guy. He is, but he—he's he's, so he's, good. Oh yeah, it's he's he's not real versatile, I guess. But but right. but you you know you're what you're getting with a Gutenberg performance. But, <laughs> yeah yeah. But it's but you want it. You, you want more of Steve Gutenberg. Yep. It's just a shame that he's not used anymore. I don't know why, but uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like he can't exist outside <laughs> of the '80s. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he did some early 90s stuff. It's, it's got to be, you know. Like, I think the space-time continuum absorbed him at that point. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's really messed up. Um, Pulled his curly hair back in. <laughs> dragged him across the floor. In that gray suit. I know. <laughs> yes. And, and and Rosanna Arquette too. This is this is Toto's Rosanna. Whoa, yeah. I mean, she's looking real good, and she's she was at her peak, at, you know, professionally, and um, she's really amazing in this too. With with the whole like, she she's got a great uh, the way she handles those those printouts, and is just like yeah. always like looking at them and and just being so disgusted at, at the at the stuff she's reading. And, oh yeah, it's the ones that you 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 rip the sides off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it had sprocket holes on yeah. on the printer. Yeah. It's totally eighties. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, I think that's partly why I liked it so much. Sure. At the time, this is totally a contemporary piece. Yes. Right. <laughs> Making a comment on like how absurd. Dating yeah, and technology yeah. can be, I guess. Right, like, right. If you'd made a sketch like this now, I don't know how you'd do it. It would have to be like a Tinder thing. It would be an app and, that you have. Yeah, like right, some yeah. app. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's totally a time capsule. It is piece. right, and you and and for it to for it to work, you need to have that printout. So if they did an app now, it wouldn't it wouldn't play like right. It does. And she's she's. It's part of the joke. There's like 10 pages of yes. shit here yes. that she's got. Exactly. You know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Excellent sketch. Maybe maybe nowadays it'd be like, oh, your file's two gigs large. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. If they had to use gigs instead of printouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay, next okay, one. Uh, Let's next move one, along. Right. Next one was also directed by Joe Dante. It was uh, uh, it was with Henry Silva. It was uh, uh, called <laughs> Bullshit or Not. This is my favorite one. This is Scott's favorite, and I knew I, I knew this. you would love this. Uh, <laughs> you know, because it, it's it's a takeoff of uh, of Leonard Nimoy's um, In Search uh, of In Search of and show. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Unsol- those kind of shows. Stack, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he just comes out and he's like, you know, he says, you know, the Loch Ness monster and uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Are they bullshit or not? You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and they do a thing where they're they're investigating Jack the Ripper and they posit that the the, the the Loch Ness monster was right. actually Jack. <laughs> Nessie is the is the Ripper. Yes, yes. And then there's there's a reenactment yes. of a, a lady of the night on uh-huh. the street. Right. Um. You know, a typical Ripper victim. Uh huh. And uh, she's you know coming up to a man to you know make a proposition to him. Sure. And the camera goes up, and it's it's this giant Nessie animatronic, <laughs> like. In like a trench coat he's, and like a hat. He's got a deer stalker hat on <laughs> yes. and, and a trench coat, right? <laughs> they just walk off together around yes. the corner yes. and then... Ah! Right, right. Jack the Ripper strikes. Exactly. And then the, this is my favorite bit. Henry Silva walks around the corner like right after that happens. He says, is this the way it happened? Was Jack the Ripper in fact a 60 foot sea serpent from Scotland? Did I take this job to make a quick buck? We may never know the answers to these questions. It is so funny, dude. I, it's so good. It is absolutely ridiculous. It is, and and even before he gets going on, like before the before they show the 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 the, like, the reenactment with Nessie, he's like <laughs> he's like about to introduce the segment. He's like our bullshit team assembled. You know, it's yes, so yes. So His delivery of the word bullshit just just has me in hysterics. Bullshit. Exactly, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I always think of when I see this sketch too of the Manchurian Candidate. He has a, a okay. great a, a great scene where he has to like karate fight. Frank Sinatra, and, uh, and, uh, and I, I, I like to think that it's the same character, the same, yeah. same shared universe. Okay, it could be. <laughs> right. Um, the next one is my might be my personal favorite. It's uh, Critics Corner. Not surprised. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I uh, couldn't help but think about us a little bit. You know, I know. Uh, I mean, this this is directed also by Joe Dante. I think it's the strongest thing in the movie. These two guys, okay, well, the, the, the whole thing of it is this guy, he's, he's at home, he puts on like a, a, a Siskel and Ebert type show, and he's watching it, and they're going through the movies uh, saying thumbs up or thumbs down, right. and then at the last part of the segment of the show, they, they say, well, we're going to do a new uh, segment here on Critics Corner, where we, where we review the life of, of, of a viewer, just like you, yep. and it turns out to be this guy, <laughs> this, dude. this dude who's watching the show, and they review his life, and they rip him apart, and they mm-hmm. talk about what a shit he is, um, <laughs> and how you know he's just taking up space and he's good he's like a heart attack away from dying and mm-hmm. it, these two guys are so good as the critics um i laugh hard at everything in this sketch it, it's it's just the best it's it was, such a funny idea it's pretty good yeah. um i thought that ending was too predictable and i him dying he dies of the heart attack sure. they say you know because yeah. they're like well the, the ending was just terrible like you know <laughs> so uneventful right. you know <laughs> dies of a heart attack in his own living room and he gets up and says a die of a heart attack uh-huh. and yeah. falls over right, 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 you know? right. sure i guess it's kind of it's cool but I, I mean i saw it coming from a mile away of course yeah yes but, and, but, and but very good like you said yeah i mean I, I think that everything coming up like leading up to that is just when, when they're going back and forth and arguing about you know uh um, like his loveless marriage oh, and what kind and, of sad sap is this guy? Exactly. You know? How th- think of the expenses to, uh, to, to, <laughs> to feed and educate him. Right. Uh, and, you know, what it, a waste. What a waste. And when he finally dies of a heart attack at the end, I mean, who gives a crap? If it's know? like stuff we've said when we review a movie, he's like, there's nothing here. Like We're, they're talking about his life. There's like, there's no excitement. There's nothing here. <laughs> Word for word, yeah, they're, they're saying things that we have said, yeah. and that other critics have said. I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty strong stuff, <laughs> right? Um, and you know, I I love it, it, yeah, and and it goes on and like that and on like that day in and day out. You know? <laughs> A so loveless good. marriage. <laughs> His wife sitting there next yes, to him. Exactly, I know. And I, one of the best things he goes. How do they know that? <laughs> right. Not as in like, yes. how is this happening? Yes. But like, yes. how did they know right. I have a loveless marriage? Right. Like, it's actually a fact. On the yeah. bedroom, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I like this sketch um, quite a bit. The next one um, was it's a commercial for Silly Pate. Uh, a take on Silly Putty. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and it was directed by Robert Weiss. Uh, 
I, I'm going to give you something that, that I think you'll enjoy. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, T.K. Carter is in the sketch. Um, he okay. He played Nalls in yeah. the thing. You know, you, right. I'm sure you recognized him yep. right away. Uh, the other person who is who I recognized is the, the lovely uh, Karen Montgomery. Um, she was in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. She played Beta, the queen, or the elected one of uh, Angel One. Ooh. I, I from tried the first to think. Season. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the deal. Okay. okay. The plot of that episode of Next Generation is almost identical to Amazon Women on the Moon. Okay, sweet. Um, in fact, she is the strong queen of an all-female planet, and handsome William Riker comes and is able to overcome right. her, her, you know, iron will and seduce her. Okay. Um, I, I, once I realized that, I was just like, holy shit, you know, because I reckon awesome. I just saw her face. I was like, where is she from? Oh, my God. She's from that Next Generation episode. It's been yeah. a long time since I've seen that oh, yeah. season of it's that show, been, yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, Will, Will Riker without a beard, man. <laughs> Even with the yes. beard, man. That yes. guy. Yes. Yeah, he could pull. Uh, a trivia thing I pulled up on this one is that Brian Cranston is in this sketch. Is he really? Yes. He's... Holy shit, really? I forget. He's like lawyer or fireman or something. Oh my like God. He's someone at the party. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Brian Cranston is in Amazon Woman on the Moon. Yeah. Okay. He, he's in the background somewhere in this sketch. Okay. He might have one line or... Okay. Maybe one scene where the pate is bouncing or something. Okay, I don't, I I don't right. know. <laughs> Um, the sketch was pretty dumb. It's it was not a good sketch. Stupid. Right, right. I mean, and, and she, Karen Montgomery has the one line, and I'm eating Beetle Bailey. And she says it very sexually. Um, after one guy says, I'm eating, you know, Mallard Fillmore or whatever. Because they're like showing how you can take the pate and, and pick up funny papers with it. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm eating Beetle <laughs> Bailey. I'm eating Beetle Bailey. On a cracker right. with the pate exactly. on it. Yes. That was kind of neat. Was right. I, yeah, I was. Sure. One thing I noticed is, I can't remember the name... The woman from American Werewolf in London, Stephanie Auguter or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's in this sketch. She's one of the women by the pate. Really? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure she's in here because you know John yeah, Landis did the movie. So, so mm-hmm. right. But I saw that. I was like, where do I know that woman from? Wow, okay. that's her. Okay, that's great. I, I, I'm sure that and yeah, their whole stable. Is they've worked with everyone in exactly. this movie. It's yes. worked with these directors yes. multiple times. Right. So right. Mm-hmm. it's not surprising. No, not at all. Anyways, next one. Uh, next one is a, is a continuation of Critics Corner. Um, oh, yes, yes. It was Roast Your Loved One. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was like Harvey Pitnick, the guy who died in the Critics Corner thing. He is now being laid to rest at the funeral home, and uh, his wife brings him there with her two kids, and they're having the wake. And Robert Picardo ha- brings her in. He's the funeral director. And it turns out that they're doing a like a Friars Club-style roast. Yeah, they're having a roast. Yes. Steve Allen is there. He's hosting it. And he has, like, Henny Youngman and Charlie Callis and Slappy White and Rip Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all there on the dais. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's okay. It drags in places for me a bit. I felt it was a little too long. Yeah, it's the longest sketch in the movie, I think. And, I mean, it's just... You know, it's a roast. Rip Taylor's yes. making jokes about, you know, Slappy White. Exactly. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah, right, right. That's all it is. Exactly. And the great part about it is the wife has to come say some words about her husband, and then she starts roasting him. She you starts know? roasting Which everybody is, up there. Right, yeah. right. And it's pretty good. And it's pretty good. And then at the end, the camera's, like, panning out of the uh-huh. funeral home, and the sign says, like, second week appearance or something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's been going on for two <laughs> two weeks, you know? Yes. It's a it's a hit. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but overall, it, it wasn't that strong of a no, sketch. it wasn't. It's and, just and a bunch of stand-up right. comedy gags right. and jokes. Right. Um, the next one was uh, was a commercial for... Well, it was, a, it was a commercial, actually. It was just a very short segment called Video Pirates. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's about these... It looks like a pirate movie from the fifties, but like they they go in, when the pirates go onto the ship to like get the booty. It's a bunch of like video cassettes. Right. It's about you know video piracy, yes. which is a huge issue. It was you know yeah, exactly. people mm-hmm. making copies of so tapes today. when they shouldn't be. Sure. And, you know, still right. happens nowadays. Absolutely. Probably more so than then. Yes, definitely. With the internet around, mm-hmm. no one cares. Right. <laughs> All my friends say you could just download it. I'm like. No, I don't want to go to some some bit torrent site and I don't and, know. You know I, we'll, we'll talk about sure this on an episode we I'm will. sure but yes. I don't condone stealing creative works like this from anyone 
Um, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's that's a that's a that's a noble position to take. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but it's just a short little thing like that. Right. Um, and props for for like the star of it is Will, uh, uh, William Marshall. He, he played Blackula. Donald Gibb is also in the sketch. He, he this is his second appearance on our show. Um, he was uh, Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Ray Jackson in Bloodsport. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I I saw that. <laughs> Anyways, yes. uh, pretty weak sketch. Yeah, pretty weak sketch. Uh, the next one, I, 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 Son of the Invisible Man. Okay, this might be my favorite one. Okay, this okay. I think this is my favorite. One. Okay, <laughs> because it so perfectly spoofs the original Invisible Man movie. It sure does. Yeah, it's like the same exact set. I know. It looks identical. Yeah, and the gag here. Is the son of the invisible man finally perfects his father's formula and he has, you know, the, the wrappings, the gauze around him, and his friend comes in. He's like, Oh my god, I finally did it. Watch this. And he takes the gauze off and he's perfectly visible, but he thinks he's invisible. So he's walking around naked and doing crazy stuff to the people at the bar, and they're all pretending, like, oh my god, it must be a ghost. <laughs> Isn't being invisible fun? I think is one of the lines. <laughs> He's uh, it's directed by Carl Gottlieb, but Ed Begley Jr. is playing the invisible. Yes, man. yes, it's Ed um, Begley Jr. And you know, like it's it's like you said, it's it's a perfect uh, like takeoff of the original Universal horror movie. Right. Um, it's in black and white, shot in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, th- th- this this makes me feel so much less guilty about the pet house sketch. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, because Ed Bakley Jr. is fully nude yeah. walking around in front of people in, in this sketch. And for you like can kind of see his stuff a little bit. You, you, at one point, like, if you if you freeze frame, you could see Ed Bakley's cock. I did. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right. <laughs> he's wearing a cover. Is he really? Yes, but it doesn't look that way unless you freeze frame so he's got So he's got a dance belt on there's or something? A, there's a little... You know, a, a leaf there. Oh, there is okay. <laughs> a, a little, little leaf. A modesty patch. Yeah. There's something there covering it. Okay. But still, um, yeah, he's completely nude. Exactly. Uh, I mean, just yeah. it's like a piece of tape over it, okay. basically. You know? right. it's well, like... it's understandable. I mean, you could just, okay, I'm going to show my butt cheeks and nothing else. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> now, this, this idea works very well, and Ed Bigley Jr. is hilarious in this, in this sketch. Yes, and yeah. I, I, I want to add uh, The Invisible Man. Out of the original Universal monster movies I have seen, mm-hmm. which has been a good amount of them, this is it's probably my favorite one. Okay, this one is okay. No, the Invisible Man. Right. You know the original. Yeah, the original one. Invisible Man. Probably my favorite one. Okay, very good. I like this. I like that one, and I like uh, Bride of Frankenstein. But those are my two. They're, That's they're, one I have not one seen. One A. And I've okay. heard that one's probably better than the original Frankenstein. It is. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Okay. Next uh, one. Next one. Uh, was the commercial for the art sale? Uh, it was the oh yeah, directed art, by Carl Gottlieb. Art museum going out of business. Yes, yeah. yes. They're selling Rembrandt and uh, you know Mona Lisa for mm-hmm. nineteen ninety five. It's funny enough. Yeah. I guess. So. Every Van Gogh must go. Every Van Gogh must go. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of dumb. It was okay. Yeah, exactly. It lasted about two minutes. But and, that's kind know. of what this movie is. And exactly. It's filled yeah. with crap like this. Yeah, that's right. And, that's and, all it and, is. And if, if if ever you're feeling like it's not that good, all you got to do is wait five minutes, and you're gonna see something else that's good. That's one thing I really liked about it. Yeah. Because sitting through some of these sketches, I was like, oh, come on, dude. This is kind right. of stupid. Right, right. Um, Get it over with. Mm-hmm. And because I knew it was going to be over with really soon. Yeah. And I didn't know what was going to happen next. I was always kind of excited to sure. be seeing what would happen. Exactly. Which was good. I know. That, that, that's what that's what's great about a sketch film. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one was uh, f- a commercial for First Lady of the Evening. Um, I don't remember what this one was at you all. You don't? Okay. No. Um, well, so like the it's it's the the White House and uh, like uh, somebody knocks. Oh on yes, the, I yes, totally yes. remember yeah, it remember now. now. Right, exactly. The the first lady gets up and you know you'll wake the president. Yeah. Um, she used to be a prostitute and yes. now she's married to the president. Now she's married to the president. Exactly. <laughs> and here's here's the deal. Like this sketch is a bit of a historical relic. Um, in the eighties. Books, best-selling books that or books that were thought they were going to be bestsellers, actually had theatrical-style trailers like this. Really? Yes, I didn't I know that when I was a kid. They 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 have like a like uh, for most like 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 Jackie Collins and Daniel Steele novels. Yeah, they would have like this style of of, of thing on TV, like a TV. Spot. I can see that with Fabio. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. and like the the woman was scantily dressed, and I mean it it was crazy. And this is this is a like a, a perfect like rendition of, of those of those uh, okay. spots were on TV. So I really enjoyed this sketch. It was very short and um, yeah, directed by Robert Weiss. And it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. 
there's one part where I think there she's standing in a hallway with the gentleman who's coming to yes. make love with her. Yes. And there's a, a portrait of Abraham Lincoln behind them. <laughs> it's the Lincoln bedroom, just, dude. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's such a, a small, yes, almost unnoticeable detail. Right. Like they don't frame it. So it's like in your right, face, right. but you just see it. And mm-hmm. it's, so funny. It's cool. It's a great like, smutty Steve idea. It's yeah. just right there. He's he's checking this whole thing out. He's gonna have some busy eyes, man. Right. You know. <laughs> um, okay. Next one. Uh, the next um, one is. Oh, I, I keep saying thinking some of my favorite, but like it's the Titan Man sketch. Okay. Yeah. Um. In in the sketch, this young young guy played by Matt Adler. This is directed by Robert Weiss. It's probably his best of the film. Robert Weiss. Okay. Um. It's he's. Uh, uh, Matt Adler's playing this teenage boy. He's he's uh, making out with Kelly Preston in his car, and he's sitting. And he he asks her, "Hey, let's go up to Make Out Ridge." And she's right. like, "Okay, yeah, sure, but you need to go get some uh, protection first. Right. So he has to go in and buy some condoms. And uh, when he goes in there, like the, his his childhood, uh, uh, it's like mother's friend, his or mother's friend, maybe his right. pediatrician or exactly. something like yes. that. You know, <laughs> some he's behind some, the counter at the drugstore. Yes, it's <laughs> Ralph Bellamy. Uh, you know, from Trading Places and many yes. films over the years. Yes. And uh, he's playing the kindly old gentleman, and and you know Matt Adler feels guilty about asking for condoms because he doesn't. He feels like you know, kind of like, oh, I right. don't want this old man to know that I'm, you know, it's about like to have sex. the scene out of the Blob. It is. It, yes. That's all it is. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yes, you're right. It really is. That's what I felt like the whole time. I'm like, uh-huh. this is totally in the Blob. Absolutely. Except something's gonna happen here. Exactly. That's not gonna be the Blob. Right. <laughs> So he finally does screw up his courage and ask for condoms and, and Ralph Bellamy gives them to him. And then he says, oh, just one more thing, Georgie. And, and you know, like these balloons come down. Right. Confetti's strewn everywhere. People run in with photographers and Howard Hessman comes in. He's the he's <laughs> yeah. the, the president of Titan Condoms and he's he's the one billionth customer. And, uh-huh. you know, and there's this big fanfare and uh, it's it's a funny sketch. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I, again, I thought it was a little too long, though. Did you? It, I felt that it was kind of drawn out a little wow, bit. Wow. OK. But I think. I don't know what what it was, but it just to get to the joke. I think it took a little too long. <laughs> I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but it did build up that you know kind of, I don't know. I guess you could call it tension, but mm-hmm. to find out what's going to happen. You oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Building up the punchline. Sure, sure. Uh, but I don't think it had to be that long. Okay. And one trivia I got on this, I think the the there's a giant condom mascot that comes out. <laughs> I think his name's like Bip yes. or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Basis points. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His uh, name's Bip, really. Bip or something like that. Okay. Tip. It's not, I don't think <laughs> it's. I don't think it's tip. It's like Bip. Holy crap! It would be tip. It would be pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. I like. I like Howard Hessman in this sketch. I think he's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Ralph Bellamy's really good. Ralph I mean, Bellamy's really good. Uh, just you know, Howard Hessman with all the corporate speak. You know, when he's like, you know, how have you? <laughs> you know, what do you think of our fine Titan products? You know, and he's in. And I never use anything else. I never use nothing else because <laughs> he's a virgin. So he's really, you know, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Okay, uh, uh, we've come to the very end, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, video date. Um, video date. I mean, this one's directed by John Landis, and it's got Mark McClure, a.k.a. Dave McFly. Dave McFly. Russ Meyer um, is in the sketch for just a Who's minute. Russ Meyer, the video guy? He's the guy running the video store. Okay. Um, and then Corinne Wall and Andrew Dice Clay. When, when you see the <laughs> Dice Man, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> which you know what that's kind of how uh mark mcclure felt watching this I bet, too i bet you know? yeah that's right basically he goes to the video store he ends up going home with a, a porno movie <laughs> and the guy asked him what his name is ray and uh-huh. there's a whole rack of names uh, russ and myers he, it, russ yeah, myers yeah. Is like, and he pulls ray off the off the shelf and gives it to him and it's up like a pov porno movie where the woman is saying ray the whole time <laughs> And Mark McClure sitting on his like, yes, lazy boy or whatever, watching this <laughs> happening. Like, oh my god! Yeah, he yeah. he. I don't think he says anything in the sketch. Maybe one thing like shit, like at the end or something. But uh, it's just him reacting to the video. Like, oh, oh my god! Like, which his, is so good. His reactions are so good. Yeah, I mean, he's so good in this. And yeah, there is no dialogue from him. Right. He never says a word mm-hmm. except his name at the video store. Right. And when he's watching this movie, it's just him and. Like when he gets up close to the to the to the video screen to the TV screen, he's just like he's kind of in ecstasy at watching the girl like do things and and he's and she's 
she says to at one point, you're such a hunk, Ray. And he just, oh he like, they put it a camera on him and he's just kind of like shrugging his shoulders and like, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm pretty good looking. And, you know, <laughs> I laugh at this sketch so much because everybody is good in it. Corinne Wall mm-hmm. as the girl in the video, like the vixen. Mm-hmm. She, okay. Now she is naked in the, in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but she's really hilarious in her delivery yeah. of this porno dialogue. She's doing bad acting she very is, well. Exactly. You know, and y- yes. you're such a hunk, Ray. Always gets me. Yep. And then, you know, she's like, I want you so bad. Get over here, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like yeah. on her back pretending that like Ray is, is you know, giving it to her. Mm-hmm. And the joke is that right she's about to like climax, the dice man busts, busts the, door, the down. door down. And he comes in <laughs> and he's wearing a leather jacket. And he's like, what are you doing now? How could you do this, Ray? You know, and then... Uh, <laughs> Right, and the first thing, he yells at, at the woman at the first. Woman. Right, right, right. Like, what are you doing? How did you do this to me? Right. And then he looks at the camera and says, I didn't expect this from you, Ray. And I expected a little more from you, Ray. Yeah, like, <laughs> which is great. Like, this movie's designed oh, yeah. for a gentleman to um, have fun with himself. Absolutely, yeah. And right at the, <laughs> the pinnacle. Yeah, that's right. Your of own the name. movie, right. <laughs> a large gentleman with a gun <laughs> and a Jersey accent comes in yes. and starts yelling at you. Right. And apparently he knows you. Yeah, you're that's like right. best friends. Exactly. Yeah. And he's gonna kill you. <laughs> God. And right before he kills <laughs> Corinne Wall. He says to her, he's like something about like, you know, well, your cheating days are over, street mate. And he blows her away. <laughs> and then he says, he looks at the camera and he oh, says, yeah. oh, you happy now, Ray? You satisfied, buddy? Yep. And, yep. and then he, you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. And you're going to have to live with this. And he, and he blows his own head off. Mm-hmm. And the cops bust into Ray's real apartment. Right. And arrest him for murder. Real cops. Yes. <laughs> It's so strange. It is a really weird sketch. <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of genius, it though. Is, it's, uh, they end on such a high note in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so good. And, you know, Russ Meyer doesn't have a lot to do in this in this sketch, but he certainly makes an impression. I mean, you know, he's yeah. just behind, you know, hey, what's your name, kid? You know, <laughs> Ray? And he just, the way, the way he, like, holds up the box, like, here you go. This is the movie for you. Mm-hmm. And Corinne Wall would have would have definitely been a Russ Meyer girl if it yeah. had been the 1960s. Yeah, you know, no doubt. So that's that's basically the movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, the credits roll, and there's an, one more sketch with Bonus Carrie sketch. Fisher. Yes, Reckless Youth and Paul Bartel. Yeah, uh, as the doctor, I guess. Sure. Reckless Youth, right? <laughs> yes. Um, this is a 1950s propaganda film uh-huh. about. Teenage debauchery yeah. and uh, how you shouldn't smoke or drink or have sex <laughs> right. or talk to boys or whatever, you know, <laughs> right. the bullshit they had going on back uh-huh. then. Sure. Uh, and Carrie Fisher gets VD, I think. Uh-huh. She gets a social disease. Because yep. a social disease. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor is kind of taking her into a dungeon at one point yeah. and like... And there's like these crazy like wolf men locked up yeah. because they were drinking and smoking yes. and yes. this is what happened to them right. <laughs> <laughs> and it is such a great knockoff yeah, of these videos i mean is. it's like reefer madness gone crazier dude okay you want to hear something something real messed up yeah let's do it okay when i was a kid uh in like like fourth grade they were still showing us this stuff from the 1940s really? in class in the 80s wow and we had to sit through movies like reckless youth no way! I'm telling you, man. Anyway, <laughs> like, holy crap! Yeah, and, and it's like this is this is this is modern times, um, and they were still trying to sell us on this garbage. Wow! Yeah, not expecting that. I know. At all, dude. I know. Holy crap! <laughs> exactly. It, it was that. That's yeah, amazing. Wow, but uh, it was a, a funny sketch too. It was. This mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah, pretty good way to end the movie. Right. Right. <laughs> and that one was also directed by Joe Dante. That that particular yeah. segment. Right. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, Dave. Everybody wants to know, would you recommend this movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Wholeheartedly, I would recommend this movie. Um, like, if, if, if you watch it, um, just, just know, like what we talked about before, that if you're ever feeling like it's dragging or, or if you're not enjoying a sketch, um, j- just know that it's going to end soon. Uh, like, fight your way as much as you can through that critics, through, through, that, through that roast of uh, Harvey Pitnick. Yeah. It's probably the low point of the movie, but and it's, and it's the longest part of the movie, but it's still only 10 minutes. So, enjoy. It, and it's still not 
terrible. No, that you'll laugh. You could it. still right. get through it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would recommend this movie. Wow. I think you could just YouTube these sketches, the good ones. Sure. I don't think you need to sit through it, but if you want to watch it, I'm not going to stop you. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, I enjoyed watching it. Okay. But I don't think it's something you need to go out and watch, really. Okay. I mean, right. you could miss this movie, and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely check out some of the sketches. Um, I like the Nessie one. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Son of the Invisible Man is amazing. It's genius. You got to yeah. watch that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, so do do what you will. Like, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wraps up the show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our show in iTunes. You can rate it, review it. And most of all, share it with your friends because that gets more dudes listening to the dude. That's right. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find everything you need there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so just hit us up on social media. Just look, search for Dudes on Movies, and it'll come right up. And uh, if you cu- if you do find us on Facebook, make sure to hit the like button on that page. Uh, that'll give Bam. us some, uh, you know. Yeah, it'll give us some 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 good profile. Again, more dudes. More dudes, that's right. All the dudes that you can muster. And dudes don't have to be boys or no, men. No. Dudes can be women. Dude is an umbrella term for both genders. Dude means everyone who likes movies. That's right. And they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So become a dude, please. Yes. <laughs> it's your duty to become a dude, please. It's your duty. <laughs> did you mean to say that? I did not. But I, wow. I, I punned, and you know how I feel about that. No pun intended. Right, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Next week, we're going to do 1998's Who Am I, starring Jackie Chan. Um, and I haven't seen this in a long time. I'm mm. looking forward to it. Me too. So make sure you tune in for that. And on behalf of Dave and myself, we are your dudes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.